Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today's one, I'm gonna talk about empath and setting boundaries. Enjoy! Hi, welcome to Awake TV. So today's one, I'm gonna talk about empath and setting boundaries. So both of us are empaths and we can give you guys a good tip how to set boundaries because while people started waking up going through spiritual awakening more and more people started being an empath so um first time i heard the word empath i had no idea and then i met this guy in meetup and we are practicing some spiritual super skills that was right before my awakening and then this guy was saying you're empath so I was like, uh-huh. I didn't understand what he meant. But you have to tell about each other without even speaking. And they exchange the information about each other. Mm-hmm. And then we did that exercise. And then I came home and I looked at the, I Googled it. And I looked at the meaning. And I was like, uh-huh, that makes sense. That fit me. And then I was impressed because I could feel other people's feeling. And I, when I go into the room or wherever, I could kind of like gaze the temperature of the emotions, mm-hmm. you know? And then when you have this kind of ability, you become very sensitive to other people's feelings. So that makes, you know, me or you to not to be so, you know, strong about setting boundaries. I, I tend to brush it off unless like a, something I have to say in professional environment, like, you know, um, I was good at it, but when it comes to my personal life, um, now I'm pretty good at it. But, you know, before that, I was like, I just brush it off. Mm -hmm. How about Mm -hmm. you? (laughs) When I was a kid, I used to be just upset all the time. Um, I had no idea why and uh, probably low level depressed Mm -hmm. um, for most of my life as you know up until my 30s and 40s and um, because I grew up in a a household where there was uh, depression there was some family Mm -hmm. stuff going on there and uh, so I, I was picking up on all this stuff plus the kids around you and the adults around you and Um, But I just had no idea. I just thought I was crazy, actually. And I was always, people would always say, oh, you're so sensitive, Sue. You're so sensitive. You're so touchy. Um, And then when I met my mentor, uh, Bob, in my 20s, and uh, I really went into counseling. Then towards the later years, he was training me to to work as a counselor. Um. That's when I first started, uh, you know, in the beginning with Bob is when I started being introduced to the term empath because he would give me books to read um, as kind of homework, you know, as sort of prep so that once we got together for our one hour a week, we could really work on work instead of him having to take the time to define everything for me. And um, it just made a lot of sense as I would read about it. And I thought, oh, okay. And it was very liberating because 
I could just never understand as a kid why I was so sad all the time, so depressed all the time. Um, mm-hmm. Even got to a point, I can't remember, it was like 16 or 17, where I was actually suicidal. I could not figure out why, because I just, I did not have this abusive childhood. I did not, uh, you know, my parents gave us a good life. Yeah, we were dysfunctional, but, you know, not to the level of, you know, why was I feeling this way? So there was a lot of confusion. Um, And then over the next, what, 30 some years, I, I took the time to read and learn about it and to introspect within myself to see how, how this affected my life. And what I discovered is that as a social worker for a very long time, um, the empathic ability really helped me to connect with my clients. And that's when I learned the B word. Okay. And the importance of the B word, which is boundaries. Um, Because after a while, if, if we're just constantly absorbing other people's energy and we're not doing something to protect our own energy fields, we then become very drained or we can become extremely depressed or any number of things, but things that are low level energies, it's like energy sapping, you know, and um, we all I believe, this is my belief now, but I'm going to share, I think everybody has the capacity to be empathic. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people specialize in it because of the jobs we came to do, um, our mission in life. So we came into existence, like some people were born psychic, some people were born awake, some people were born with the ability to know higher level math or to know an instrument without being formally taught, you know what I'm saying? So I think you know, some of us are extreme empaths um, because of our life mission here. And and of course, me is working with people. It makes sense that I would be aware of my, at least um, have a stronger empathic ability as a young person. It makes sense to me. But now, like you said, as people are awakening and becoming more internally um, aware of themselves and their abilities and their connection to source, I think that naturally raises vibration. And so their empathic abilities are going to be coming to the forefront and they're going to be more aware of it. It's going to be weird for some people because it's going to be intense. Um, And so what happens is we have to set boundaries uh, with people that are unaware of their effect on us. Um, there are lots of people who just don't understand that their constant stream of negativity um, drains our batteries very quickly and um, gives us headaches, gives us <laughs> allergies and hives and every kind of thing, you know, makes you want to sleep all the time. It's an energy drain. And so we have to limit set boundaries by a letting people know you know, I don't really care for that topic. Why don't we talk about something else? Plain and simple. That's a boundary. Or um, letting somebody know that what they said to you um, was upsetting to you. Mm-hmm. Whatever the topic is, um, that's setting a boundary. And um, if it really persists, then we have to just remove ourselves from their energy field. And that's another boundary. Or 
you know, and you and I have talked about this before on these shows, um, limit, limit the time that you're spending with negative people. Um, so if you're one of those negative Nellies out there, and I'm not trying to be obnoxious, but if you're one of those negative Nellies out there, that's always um, finding the horror story in everyday news and everything, and then telling the world about it, all I can say is uh, you, with more and more people waking up, you're going to find yourself very lonely because higher level consciousness people and empathic people are not going to put up with that. They don't want to hear it. They don't want to chew on it. They're tired of digesting it and trying to heal their energy fields after a constant barrage of it. It's just enough is enough. So all I can say is if you're starting to notice that you're the people that normally would hang with you and spend a lot of time with you are suddenly avoiding you, maybe you need to stop the negative Nelly. Um, because it's just it's an energy that we're leaving. We don't want to stay in that. Yeah. And then it's kind of important to um, understand that like when you're empath, you are, and you're a bit more sensitive to other people's energy. So um, when you feel uncomfortable, you know, um, don't think about what other people want to think. Let's say I do this. When I'm on the gym and then like a treadmill or something, and then someone who has very low vibration, like use the machine next to me, I do have to move, <laughs> you know, <laughs> before I put up with it. Now I don't because I love myself. So I move because I, I do feel painful, this uncomfortableness, and then I don't want to put myself in that kind of situation. So I do move, but mm -hmm. I, a lot of times when you don't put like discernment or boundaries, um, you tend to attract someone such as energy vampire or narcissist. So when an empath learn to set the boundaries and the strong like lines, you no longer attract these people. That's true. You know, and it's really important because like, even if you do that, you know, I'm pretty sure many of you feel this way. You need your alone time in order to charge battery. It doesn't matter how amazing relationship you are having husband or boyfriend or kids, you still need alone time. I mm -hmm. do, you know, mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to be by myself and I do whatever my thing and I have to charge my batteries in order to go back to interact with other people you know are you sure. that you? Mm -hmm. absolutely um, yeah and i find that if i go too long without being out in nature um i mean the tree just feeling the grass under my feet being around the trees feeling the breeze the sun blah 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 whatever it is noticing butterflies um the birds i get a little funky and uh like almost reactive and that's because I've allowed my energy field to get frenetic and so uh, for me I have to go out into nature and the fresh air and all of that to just allow my energy to balance again because you know you and I we've talked about this we're like really strong empaths and so I think you know we've we've learned how to take care of our energy fields um but even if you're a little bit empathic, uh, being around 
um, too many people all the time, even if you do love them, it's just, you need your own space so you can get to a zero point and figure out what is your energy and what is their energy. Yeah. Um, and I do, I enjoy my alone time very much, very yeah, much. You can have your own thoughts. You have your own feelings, you know, whatever it is you need to work on for yourself or just being, just being is very nice. Yeah. I mean, you don't feel lonely, you know, at all. You know, it's more comfortable that way. Uh, yeah. In order to socialize with a bunch of people, it's important to have a long time so you don't get drained. Mm-hmm. You know, that's really important. And then um, say what say stuff is important, but like to understand that just because you feel other people's feeling very deeply and you can put yourself into the other person's shoes that makes you feel like you want to tend to be a rescuer but we are not here to rescue anybody Mm -hmm. you know and that's something my tip for you to remember because if we do that we we kind of like uh, tax ourselves and then like you know spending our energy more than we used we should be using yeah, and the rescuer role is never helpful to either party because of the reasons you just said. And also, we're not helping somebody if we're constantly rescuing them. We're not empowering them. Um, people need to know that they can solve their own problems. And usually what happens when somebody um, keeps going through the same kind of scenario, maybe it's different people or places Um, but they sort of keep going through the same dynamic over and over again, and it's painful. Eventually, they're going to get the point and go, hmm, maybe there's something I need to change. Maybe there's something about me that keeps putting me in this situation. But me giving them the answer, or what I think is the answer, which might not even be the answer, isn't helping them, because they're not learning on their own that they're tired of feeling that way and having a desire then to make a change. Mm-hmm. So rescuer is never a good, good position to be in. You may feel good temporarily that, you know, and there's a difference between being assistive to somebody and actually pulling them out of something and totally taking care of them, which is the rescuing. And, you know, so it's like 50 shades of gray, right? Um, how do you, where do you draw the line? You draw the line where you say to yourself, I keep giving up my needs. And it's something you said earlier you have to love yourself enough to take the time for yourself so it's the same kind of concept if you're constantly giving up your needs to take care of or rescue somebody else that's where you've crossed the line you start feeling tired you start and then you might even get resentful Mm -hmm. because it's like why do I have to keep saving this person Mm -hmm. why why is it my job? And then you start to realize, oh, you know what? Maybe I need to mind my own business and take care of myself. <laughs> so, yeah, but like you said, self-love is really the key to um, being able to so- uh, set boundaries, I think. Mm-hmm. And also right now, a lot of us are going through transitions because of a uh, shift. Mm-hmm. And then the your relationship may change. That could be marriage, that could be romantic relationship, or could be friendship, or whatever that is. Because when you decide that you're no longer taking um, you know, crap from other people, 
and uh, be a harmony maker in a way, peacemaker in a way, by you not saying anything because you don't want to stir up the pot. But, um, you know, now all of us started to love ourselves, started to, you know, put respect to us and start saying stuff when something bother you, bother you right? So um, when your friend or whoever, your partner or husband or no longer listening to you means respecting your opinion, then you do have to change the relationship somehow, right? You have to take, keep the distance or started creating some kind of distance or you may have to say goodbye to the person. Who knows, right? But that happens. Or just get, or just get so involved in your own self and what you're doing in life, you know, because I've talked to several people who that's the case and they just don't see a way financially to, you know, physically leave that person. And I think there's always a way, but I don't want to argue the point. So I'll say instead, I'll say, well, how about um, just really getting into that hobby that you love doing? And I've noticed some people even turn it into a career, you know, this thing that they love doing. So their partner and they are no longer in coherence and the kind of living in the same house, but going their own way. Fine. If that's your choice, then I say, go ahead and go after what you really enjoy in life, you know, and you can do it on your own because. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You don't have to do everything together. Yeah, you can bring your joy into your life and that's taking your power back. Mm-hmm. But I wanted to offer one um, final tip. And this is, uh, I have to give credit to Matt Kahn because I first heard it from him, but I use it often and it really, really helps me. And what he said is when you're having an interaction or you're in a room with somebody and you're feeling all this energy, He said, uh, you can say it out loud or you can say it within yourself. I allow you to pass through me and into the light for transformation. And um, what that does is it just takes this energy that you're empathically drawing into you and it's not allowing it to stay in your body. You're allowing it to go right through you like a conduit and into, um, you know, the central sun source energy, whatever, and it transmutes it. But you don't want to let all of that stay in there. Because um, if you've been accumulating, you know, it's, it's like we're filters, really. Our, our bodies are filters and our emotional body, our light body, our physical body, our mental body. And we can um, degrade ourselves over time physically, mm-hmm. mentally, emotionally, um, if we hang on to that stuff. So if you find yourself in a situation where... And maybe you can't immediately get out of it. It's a boss, it's a coworker, something like that. It's the police officer that just pulled you over and you're feeling all that you can just silently say to yourself, I allow you to pass through me and into the light for transformation. And just by thinking those thoughts, it takes that energy and it just draws it right out of you. That's a good idea. Mm. And then my um, suggestion is always like be aware of how you're feeling and then as much as you used to, you know, value other people's feeling and put yourself into other people's shoes, just value your feeling as well. So when you do that, you know how to stand up for yourself. You know how to uh, use your discernment or setting boundaries and stuff like that. So 
that's something you can start practicing because the more and the more you become sensitive about your empathability, you're gonna start feeling all sorts of emotions and energies. And that thing you wanna do is you wanna let like, you know, drain everything out of you. Mm. And that's not the way to go, you know? Mm -hmm. And then um, having a pet is a good idea. You know, a pet, they are very pure, you know? Mm -hmm. When I was kids, I used to wonder why, you know, animals, how they feel, how they are, no double standard. But I noticed the people, what they say, what they're really feeling different. So I thought that was really weird. So I used to like animals a lot more than humans. <laughs> you know? I still do sometimes. <laughs> so they're, they're like, um, so having pets, any kind of pet you like is a very therapeutic or very like having calming effect to you and it bring mm. yourself back to who you are. Yeah. And if you can't have a pet in your home, there's plenty of shelters. Um, I used to go to the cat shelter in a place called Endicott, New York, and just sit and pet kitties. And uh, they want the animals that are waiting to be adopted. They need some love and attention and affection and um so if you can't have one in your home you can always find access to one if you you know go to the shelter and offer some volunteer time just to just to play with them or do pet sitting mm -hmm. yeah yeah all righty so next week sue and i are going to bring a more interesting subject and then thank you so much for watching please share like subscribe and we see you guys next week Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. So next week, Sunda and I are going to bring more of an interesting topic. Thank you. Have a good weekend. Bye.